Day 37. Posted September 19th, 2002, 3.39 a.m. The Possible Repercussions of Percussion I have no idea why, but Harmon's girlfriend, Virginia Skanky, of the Huntington Beach Skankies, visited the studio yesterday. She wasn't the type of girl that I'd want to even stand behind in line at grocery store, let alone allow into the womb. It seems Harmonino conveniently forgot to tell Virginia that he was going on a cruise. She was looking for him and was pissed that he wasn't returning her calls. She certainly acted brave when Harmon wasn't around. Where the fuck is Harmon? She said to me out of the blue after barging into the womb. Good to see you too, I thought to myself. She just stood there with her hands on her hips, obviously in no mood to exchange niceties. I decided it would be best to answer her question rather than pursue a Mr. Manners seminar with her. He's on a cruise. Hard work. He didn't tell you? A cruise? Bullshit! Then, upon looking at everyone else in the room who wasn't laughing, and with Lance nodding his head in confirmation, she must have realized that I wasn't kidding. That asshole! She entered into a long, drawn-out tirade, calling harm in every slur in the book, including ones that I didn't even think necessarily applied to him. Fucking stinky-fingered asshole! Just when I thought I'd heard every curse known to man, a scene that was beginning to become mildly humorous soured as Virginia broke down into sobs. <laughs> no. <laughs> I realized she was in desperate need of comfort. But I couldn't help but feel awkward at the fact that as much as she needed a hug was as much as I really didn't wish to hug her. Not because I disliked her. Certainly I didn't know her well enough for that, but rather because I found her so distasteful. <laughs> Still, she was distressed, and it was only right for me to try to offer up some comfort. But just as I began to approach the generally repulsive nymph, Lance swooped in to be her savior. I'm Lance. Everything's gonna be all right. As much as I would have liked to believe that Lance was the kind of assistant that would fall on a sword for me, I'm pretty sure that he just happened to like tattoo-laden, oily hair and cheaply made-up girls. Now, now. Lance began to treat her like a queen. He brought her coffee and muffins and even sat with her in the back of the room on the couch. I tried desperately to conjure up some sort of compassion for the girl as I knew how abusive Harmon was to her, but all I could think of was how much her perfume made me want to puke. Willie walked in to see Lance sitting on the couch with Virginia and then gave me his wide-eyed, what the hell's going on, look that I've grown so accustomed to seeing on this session. Lance and Virginia were too wrapped up in what they were doing to notice Willie, so I pointed to the door, and Willie and I left the room. What the hell is going on? Willie asked as he walked down the hall toward the kitchen for what I assumed was a pre-session muffin break. I briefed Willie. I was sure that Lance would get Virginia out of here as soon as he could. After about an hour of listening to sniffles behind us and having Willie do nothing about it, I decided that I'd take matters into my own hands, and I kindly asked her to leave. The most important part of womb removal is the presentation. So... 
Perhaps you'd be more comfortable in the lounge, I said, feeling pretty good about my use of diplomacy. <laughs> From what I can tell, she must have thought I said, Get the fuck out of the room, bitch. Because she instantly began sobbing again. Everything's going to be okay. Willie smacked his forehead so hard, I swear he had a red mark there for the rest of the day. We were trying to make a record here, and we had an unwanted womb guest sobbing in the back of the room. I'll protect you from that asshole mixer man. Fucking dick. After we got Virginia sufficiently calmed down, Willie and I went back to work. I had several ideas of how to get rid of her, but I was fearful to even try, as we couldn't afford to lose another 20 minutes trying to calm down our unwanted womb guest. At one point, we were discussing the possibilities of percussion on several of the tracks, but in our conversation we had discovered a slight problem with the plan. Aside from perhaps a simple tambourine part, like the one Willie laid down the other day, none of us could play percussion very well. That is, until Virginia spoke up. I can play percussion. At that moment, I was reminded why we don't typically allow visitors in the womb. This was not the time or place to be auditioning percussion players. I play all the percussion parts in my band's demos. Willie and I sat there awkwardly exchanging apprehensive glances, still not buying the concept that Harmon Nino's girlfriend was somehow a globally skilled percussion player. I can tell you I'm a hell of a lot better than that piece of shit excuse for a drummer they have. That was good enough for Willie, who instantly went to his percussion bag and pulled out a tambourine and a shaker. He also grabbed his djembe on his way back into the control room. Here, play these. I rolled tape, and to our amazement, she began to play the tambourine with remarkable feel and time. Then she put down the tambourine and played the shaker with equal skill. She could even play the damn djembe, which is nothing short of remarkable to me. Whereas this session is consistently cursed with the presence of the actual band, it is nothing short of blessed without them. Well, what the hell are we waiting for? I yelled in excitement as if I were Mickey, the grizzly trainer in the first two Rocky movies. The process of laying down percussion parts can be very tricky business. It doesn't have to be. It just can be. That's because a tambourine or a shaker can easily destroy the beauty of a track. Of course, the goal is to enhance the track, not destroy it. So one must examine exactly how a percussion part affects a song before accepting it as a keeper. It's not uncommon to try various rhythmic patterns with various percussion instruments, and even with varieties of the same percussion instruments. It's kind of like trying to find the piece of the puzzle that actually improves the song. I find that for some reason artists, and sometimes producers, are almost compelled to lay down some sort of percussion on a rock song, regardless of whether it's needed or not. I don't agree with this sort of thinking. I like using percussion to enhance the lift of a song. It can be very effective for this. Percussion can also be very effective for enhancing the groove, or even disguising a less-than-stellar groove. 
And while many of Dumbass's parts were fixed in a computer, they still didn't groove hard. That must come from the player. Certainly Lance's bass parts drastically improved the groove of the songs, but adding percussion could further disguise any lack of groove in Cotton's drums. Personally, I usually don't like laying down percussion parts until after the singer has laid down a vocal, unless the percussion parts happen to be integral to the pulse of the song. The Shakers and the Rolling Stones' Sympathy for the Devil would be a good example of this. But we didn't have a singer, and we certainly didn't want to give Dumbass the opportunity to play the parts. Besides, Willie wanted to record percussion, so he recorded percussion. Virginia not only played the percussion instruments well, she came up with great parts that enhanced the song. A great performance of a tambourine part that destroys the quality of a production is counter to the process of making a great record. Fortunately for us, Virginia had a keen ear for where percussion was best suited. Willie and I just let her do her thing, simply amazed that this greasy angel had dropped into the womb to play percussion for us. Yes, the pathetic creature was growing on me. If only she'd change that perfume. We laid down the percussion parts on every song. After we completed that process, Virginia went back to hanging on the couch, which was fine by us. Lance kept her company, which at one point was starting to piss me off because he wasn't doing his fucking job. Willie wisely informed Virginia that we would call her for the next set of percussion parts. I guess she got the hint, because she didn't show up today. Today we finished up recording another song, and then I made rough mixes of all seven productions to play for the band tomorrow. Only one rough mix actually contained an Eeyore guitar. Not because his guitar playing was bad, but because Willie's guitars were more consistent with the productions, as Willie wasn't married to one distinctive amp. The irony here floors me, for the only instrumentalist in the band who's made the majority of the cuts. The one person who was not replaced is not only the worst player in the band, but the one person who, from what I can tell, was never intended to make the cut at all. Dumbass. In the past three days, Willie, Lance, and I have basically completed seven productions except for the most important part, the vocals. Of course, there were two songs with vocals. There was Harmon's impression of a dying seal, and then there was the vocal Johnny Opera did with Willie. But neither of these vocals were to Willie's liking, so much so that he actually erased them from tape. A bold move if there ever was one. Willie warned me that tomorrow would be a zoo in the womb. The band, Marv, Jeremiah, Shorty Pants, and various record executives would all be joining us to listen to our tracks. If all goes according to plan, we'll begin laying vocals on these productions as Jeremiah works with Cotton to find a drummer that is acceptable to all parties. I can't help but wonder how the band is going to react when they hear the great tracks that Willie has put together. The tracks are miles beyond what I had ever expected them to mature into. But then I also never suspected the band would be on a cruise for the overdubbing process. Still, the repercussions of the band hearing tracks that none of them played on was far less interesting to me than the thought which was constantly and incessantly nagging at me since we recorded Virginia yesterday. What would Harmon do when he found out his girlfriend recorded the percussion? Setting aside my focus on what I can only term as the sideshow, 
I am hopeful that our most recent efforts on this album will provide the blueprint for the recording process on the next set of songs. Record drums. Send band on cruise. Mixer Man.